Hello and welcome everybody back to this Move, Sweat and Suffer podcast. We're privileged to have the busy dad here with us today. You've got Lee Hazard and myself, Joe Horta, co-founders of the Move, Sweat and Suffer podcast. And we've got the incredible busy dad. It's such a privilege to have you on the show, my friend. Uh, we're grateful that you could spare some of your time. We understand and appreciate how busy you are. So we want to be respectful of your time and uh, we're just grateful to have you on, mate. So um, we might quickly kick it on over to Lee. To He's been practicing his busy dad introduction. Uh, I'm going to put him on the spot. He's been practicing his busy dad introduction, <laughs> and I want to see how he goes with his quintessentially English accent. Right, busy good. dads and busy people everywhere. <laughs> that, hey, you, you, I like yeah, that. that. That wasn't too bad. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Wasn't it too wasn't bad. too bad. You're supposed to say, hello, busy dads and busy people everywhere. <laughs> if you're new to this channel, welcome. <laughs> and then that's that's as far as I've gotten so far. But mate, you're we do it no justice with regards to the our attempts. But uh, we're going to hand over to you, busy dad, and we'd love for you to introduce yourself to. Obviously, the community already knows you really well, but there may be some other people that will jump on here that don't know you, and uh, we're going to dive into getting to know you a bit better, my friend. Okay, great. Um, before I introduce myself, uh, Joe and Lee, let me tell you just. What an inspiration you two guys are to me. Um, I feel like I'm meeting celebrities. I feel like I'm meeting some of my personal heroes. That's how we feel. <laughs> I'm, really, I'm really so glad that you've put this together. I think it's a wonderful project, and I really do feel honored to be here. So first of all, just thank you very much. So yeah, so I am, um, I am the Busy Dad. Uh, I, I run the Busy Dad program uh, channel created uh, for spreading the word. My actual name is Max Edwards. Um, and I'm, um, I mean, compared to you guys, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty lame dad. I've only got one child, <laughs> 15 between you. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, ordinarily, I'm based in, in San Diego in California. Uh, right now, I'm actually right. in England, where, where I grew up. Um, I'm visiting family. My brother just got married, and, and I, I've been here. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. So the, the, the channel is really trying to spread the word about this very minimalist, burpee-focused training program that I really think can help a lot of people it's helped me um and so yeah that's really that's what i'm all about beautiful beautiful man that's that's fantastic i um i'm going to jump in with the first question um and then lee will probably just chime in uh, along as we go as well but <clears throat> max it's clear to see as it, as it touched on your passion. It's a huge honor and privilege, obviously, as well, for us to have you on here. Uh, we feel the same. It's like meeting celebrities when we have been them, when we're fortunate to have people like you guys on the podcast and those in the past uh, that we've had fortunate to have on so far. So your the wedding, did you get your brother to do some burpees and Navy SEALs with you? You know what? To, to, to my... To my was not able to persuade Freddie to do some burpees. Right. Yeah, yeah, he was too worried. He was too worried on the morning. He wanted to do his intuitive yoga training. And then by the time I, I in the evening, he, he was too far gone. And I think um, he was trying to summon the last of his physical reserves for the, uh, for the consummation part of the night. So unfortunately... <laughs> uh, okay. I just want to know if he got the priest then, Navy Seals. <laughs> While I was conducting the service, <laughs> does anybody have anything to say about this wedding taking place? Yeah, I get that. Get that. Get that fucking priest in ten navy seals. I'm yeah. trying to get some. I'm trying to get my subscribers here. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, no, I, 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 to be honest, the celebrant didn't look like she was particularly capable of um, Navy SEAL. Yeah, you never know. Oh, of course, I myself um, was briefly a wedding celebrant. I mean, not by profession, but I, I actually did that earlier oh, yeah. in the summer um, for my sister. Um, right. and, um, while I was giving the ceremony, I, I did have to restrain myself a little bit from, from demoing, demoing the Navy SEAL to the congregation. <laughs> so it's almost became like a wee theme for you. I've noticed it's not the first time it's happened. I think you did it at a wedding quite recently as well. Yeah, I was yeah, just, yeah. I was just saying you might you could potentially be the first person who might end up being banned from weddings, Max. <laughs> from weddings in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There'll be some lawsuits, I'm sure. Yeah. Mate, uh, did I notice? Did the uh, did the bride get up? Was she doing some squats near yeah, the end? I that last... some, some deep squats. Yeah, she did. She did. Look at that. That's the legend. Look at Shout that. Out to Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Was it Sarah? Did you say? That's right. Yeah. 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 Awesome, Sarah. Freddie. Freddie, the brother, right? Freddie is the brother. Absolutely. I'm, yeah. I'm a little disappointed you didn't do some Navy Seals with it with with Max on. The channel for us. Yeah, come on, Freddie. <laughs> come right. on, Freddie, mate. So tell us. Let's get into a bit about how did you? I, I remember seeing a video of you, Max, and you spoke about um, it would be one of your. Uh, uh, I think along the lines of a, a great privilege or honour for you to be able to train along Iron Wolf, um, mm. and you'd spoken about that. And I thought, man, who's this? And I think it might have been. It actually might have been. I might have seen yours first, and I was like, who's Iron Wolf? And then I went along there and then had a look, and then so I was like, oh, right, this guy's awesome. I can see why. Um, but have you been able to, I guess, connect with Iron Wolf um, in any way, either through Instagram or chats or anything like that? Um, not directly. I, I will often send uh, messages to him on stage. I'm, I'm not on Instagram. Um, he's always very, very kind in his responses, but... Um, um, I thought that that initial video might lure him into a, a training session with me, but so far, yeah. I think that was and I've not had a response yet. The, the main reason I did it was that I have a fairly strong suspicion that the man is based in San Diego, where I am. It's a big naval base there, and when I see him training on his balcony, it looks kind of a lot like my balcony. Um, right. And so I, I'm, I feel like I might be tantalizingly close to him. Sometimes I wake up and I think, how far is Iron Wolf? Perhaps he's only a few miles speak um, but we've never we've never had much of an interaction there you can feel oh, that wolf presence in san diego yeah yeah i can just feel it exactly yeah yeah <laughs> i think you're actually right because i'm sure he put up a video the other night where he he actually said that he stays in san diego there you go right oh man okay. that, that would be cool but you're uh you're a Blanking machine, busy dad, Max, um, when we see the stuff that you pump out. So I think um, if we can, we might have to mention that. We're going to be privileged enough to have Iron Wolf on, Lisa. We might have to mention, hey, Max Edwards uh, would love to train with you, maybe. <laughs> you guys can do a collab on the uh, remotely or something like that. That'd yeah. be cool. Oh, well, that, I'm, I'm so delighted for you guys that you're going to have him on, and I'll, I'll certainly be tuning into that. Yeah, no, that's cool. Hey, Max, so... You're 19 months into this program, really keen to pick apart, you know, some some of bits of your life. Not only what you do for a profession, but also with regards to the program. What was what was the catalyst, I guess, for you in relation to going, man, I want to, I need to do something, or I need to change, or were you feeling down in the dumps? Were you in a bad space mentally? Was it were you were you feeling heavy and overweight? What was the catalyst for you and the drive for you to come up and create the Busy Dad program? 
So the, the, the Busy Dad program itself is something I created um, at a time in my life where exercise already had a pretty stable presence within my life. It was already something I was doing pretty regularly. Um, I mean, I, I did, I did um, change my body composition quite a lot through the program, but I, I was big because I'd been powerlifting. I'd been taking that pretty seriously um, right. before my wife. Um, so it, it wasn't something I did to like convert myself to physical training from nothing. Um, gotcha. I, um, there was, I've alluded to it in previous videos. I mean, I came to training fairly late. Um, I, I think I've, I've done like 10 press-ups in my life. If I was part of my life at all. Um, wow. And uh, I was very, very overweight and I had a very bad problem with alcohol, uh, kind of mid twenties. Um, mm. actually this brother who, whose wedding I've just been at, um, he, he turned around to me and said, uh, it was uh, January the 1st, and um, I kind of accepted what he said. And he marched me to the gym every day for six months. I lost 25 kilograms and I kind of, I really discovered, wow. yeah, it was, it was a very, very powerful kind of conversion for me. And I found a real salvation in training. Um, mm. And ever since then, it's been a, been a part of my life, something that every time I train, I'm just kind of awe inspired by the power of training, the kind of spiritual power of training. And so uh, yeah. for me, training will be something that is integral to my life since that conversion time. Um, and so the, the, the about as a way of asking myself, well, how can I keep training in my life, given that I, I recognize this deep value in it, but given that I'm about to have a child, I'm about to try and completely throw myself into fatherhood, my world's going to be turned upside down. Is there any way of um, keeping a meaningful place in my life for training without letting it take things over like it had done in the past? Um, right. And so I was coming out of powerlifting, and I love powerlifting, but, you know, the completely whacked afterwards, appetite is insane, just... I found it was starting to eat up my life. I loved it, but it was um, clearly not something I could sustain and be a committed father at the same time. At least I didn't see a way for me to do that. Um, but on the other hand, it was this like, deep satisfaction in simplicity, you know, just focusing on two lifts, not messing around with, and also in, in linear progression, you know, in like progressive overload principles, trying to be building from one session to another. You feel like the weeks are stacking on the weeks. I wanted that. I wanted to carry forward that simplicity and also that focus on progression. Um, yeah. My wife and I kind of talked and we said, "What's the?" We, we kind of hashed out like what what the bare minimum looked like that I could do, and we just decided on eighty minutes. Um, so I needed a way of filling those eighty minutes, and I, I wanted it to be simple and I wanted it to be meaningful. Um, okay, so I thought about um, doing kind of Joe Wick style hit workouts, and he's 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 great. There's no disrespect to him, but that, that style had the simplicity and it didn't have that focus on progression. Um, yeah. And it was around that time, um, kind of around the time that my daughter was born, that uh, I stumbled on a video of Iron Wolf and, and I saw him doing Navy Seals. Um, and I tried, tried um, four Navy Seals every minute on the minute for 10 minutes, six minutes in. And then I thought, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And, um, <laughs> and that's where the Busy Dad program came from. It's quite an interesting point you raised there. Uh, one that made me smile straight away, and that was that you had to consult with your wife <laughs> to come up with a training program. 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, are you basically telling me you had to get your wife's permission to train? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> yeah, I did. No, no, it wasn't ever permission. No, no. I come to her and say, look. So what, what do we do here? No, what listen. I get, I get it. I get it, right? Because like. <laughs> It sounds a very similar situation to I found myself in, and it's the birth of your child because the the dynamic in your relationship changes. And like you say, you go to the gym two or three times or four times a week, and you're in for two hours, and that just becomes something that can't be done to maintain the equilibrium of a successful relationship, particularly when a child comes along. Yeah, because like. in, uh, In our day and age, that's almost equivalent to your dad going to the pub. Yeah. Yeah, just leaving the family home. Whereas uh, now we why just go to the gym? It's, yeah. it's almost exactly the same, and it's like yeah. it's, it's not really something that I felt comfortable with. Yeah, when I go to the gym, I always want to be going stress free, mm-hmm. like relaxed mm-hmm. and so forth. And obviously, if you know that you're leaving your wife with a child, yeah, yeah, it's just not going to happen. So yeah, I that find it quite good. an interesting point that you had to obviously have that discussion. And through that discussion, you obviously create a, a, a system, so to speak, which yeah. becomes like it's, it works in synergy with our successful family life. Yeah, we wanted to find that sweet spot because she knows me well enough to know that I'm not really a functional person if there's not some training. Um, but we don't, yeah. I want to be training for my family. I don't want my training to be weighing me down, keeping yeah, away I- from them for longer than they need to be away. So it was yeah. about finding, like you say, that's the energy, that sweet spot where I'm happy she's and uh, 80 million things with the magic number. Well, I, I find it very admirable that you actually created a system. Most guys would probably just give up the ghost in that respect. Mm. Whereas you've actually found something and you've, you, like one thing that always stood out about me with you with regards to your system is how methodical it was. Mm. Do you know, it was like, I mean, when I, when I train, like I just, I go ad hoc Mm-hmm. And I kind of envy that ability yeah. to really that structure, right? Yeah, that create that structure. Yeah, so so there's a very specific reason for that. I'd like to say a shout out to my good friend Lars. So Lars, uh, the Danish powerlifter who had trained with like the Danish deadlifting champion, was a very serious, committed lifter who happened to be visiting San Diego, and um, he took me under his wing. And he was just so devout in his programming. I mean, he had every session for the next kind of six months planned out. And I really admired that structure that he brought to his training. And I, I trained with him through that and moved through that. And I saw the results. Like my, 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 my lifting totals just went through the roof of three months of training with Lars. And so I think it was that experience um, of seeing a kind of pro at work that really won me around to this idea of having a structure with a kind of focus on progression uh, built into it. That's great. That's awesome. Hey, what out of interest, I've got a couple of things, but I'll just jump in with this one. What were your lifts for your, like, what were you squatting, benching, and deadlifting? Um, so for the, across the three, I got six times body weight. So I, I was um, at 82 kilograms. I think I was deadlifting 205. Um, wow. Nothing's bad. Squatting 170 and benching. Um, yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. It was kind awesome. of, I was just knocking on the door of intermediate level lifting, I think. Um, and I was getting, you know, I was, I was, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. man, that's awesome. Hey, and I, I also wanted to ask if it's okay. Um, we didn't ask you, ask you this at the start, um, but you touched on something which sort of caught my ear. 
how old how old are you now if you don't mind max uh, i'm personally offended by that question actually Jerry. no i'm joking <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm 30 34. Yeah. And yeah. so you, you spoke I, about the. the I, oh, sorry, I regularly go. get confused. Like, I, Last time I was a guest, my age recently, and she said 46. So, I regularly get confused with someone a bit older. I don't know if it's the, the hairline, but um, no, 34. 34, 34. No, thanks. <laughs> I was going to ask, you touched on about the alcohol um, where you were in your 20s. Yeah. Are you? Would you mind speaking a bit about that? And was it your brother that helped you get through that to 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 find this path to training? Was it something that he saw in you? Like, were you doing stuff that like that? Would you be comfortable in speaking yeah. about that? Because I think it could be helpful for for people to hear. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I didn't shake the alcohol when I started training. Um, the alcohol problem kind of did peak in my early 20s I think it's the main reason I was so overweight my body just couldn't keep up with the amount I was drinking I mean you know I, I really did lose a couple mm. um, um, and I think yeah the, the, when I did discover training when I lost all of that weight I stopped drinking for like six months um, and, and and that kind of set a pattern for, for the next few years um, I'm sure I, cool. I mean Hearing Triple B speak about his experience, it sounded kind of similar mm. year on, year off. Mm. I never went quite the level of problem drinking I'd been dealing with in my early 20s, but um, it would be like three months of hard training, month-long binge, three months of hard, long, hard training, month right. Gotcha. Go until I hit 30. And, and what happened when I hit 30 was I had this kind of James face moment where I simultaneously looked back over my, my 20s and I looked ahead to my 30s and I, I reflected on all of the work, all of the lost life that I never got back from my 20s, um, all of the things that I hadn't done that I'd hoped to do, all of the people I'd let down in various ways. Um, and, and I looked and, and I saw a common element in all of that, which was alcohol. Um, and then at the same time, I looked ahead to what I wanted to achieve in my 30s. I wanted to... Um, so what I do is I'm... I'm uh, PhD candidates in um, in uh, the philosophy department in, in San Diego, and um, right. My my intention is to kind of to launch into my academic career. It, this time to write a book, to get publications, to get married to this woman I've fallen in love with, awesome. to have a, to be a father. And I thought, how am I going to do all of these things in the next ten years if this thing that's ruined the last ten years is still present? And I just mm. had this epiphany. It's like I can keep trying to just have one glass of wine. And struggling through that, hating every moment because I know I can't have another five glasses of wine, <laughs> or mm. I can just not have the glass of wine. And when I'm, I, I felt like I was cheating, it's like, it's like well, it's not having it. And when I realized you can just do that, you can just say no to alcohol, um, it was like uh, this feeling of immense liberation. It's still like one of the best days of my life when I realized I don't have to drink anymore. And since then, it's four years now. Um, haven't touched alcohol or thought about alcohol and, and every day I wake up just truly grateful that it's not a part of my life beautiful man That's you awesome. just get drunk That's on the lactic acid <laughs> I said you just get drunk on the lactic acid for Navy SEALs now yeah, exactly <laughs> <That's> <laughs> torturing poor guys at weddings <laughs> That's the dopamine hits that he's getting <laughs> yeah yeah exactly exactly yeah yeah um, mate yeah, thank I, you so much man. natural highs I do a lot of breath work um do a lot of Wim Hof yeah. breathing every day. It's kind of 
cold water stuff. Um, awesome. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I found I'm I'm very happy um, living a non-alcohol life. Beautiful, man. And it's easy to see how happy you are with that energy that comes through um, in your video. So we we appreciate you for that, and thank you for sharing that uh, very personal piece of about your life, Max. We really appreciate it. Uh, uh, the last one that I've got at this time, just just for now, I've got other questions, but I've, I'm hogging the the questions because I can see Lee sitting there. But how did that did that conversation with your wife, with regards to coming up uh, with the training, did that was that just in one sitting? Did you guys come up and hack out the plan and get it sorted in a short period of time, or did it take a couple of sessions over a, a period of time before you yeah. came to some compromise? It was it was the kind of thing that if we were more experienced parents we would have done before our baby was born um it was something that it was a conversation once yeah. because i was trying to hold on to the training and getting freaked out that i was mm. not able to train I, I could tell it was upsetting her and things that we have to stand back and say yeah. what are we going to do here um so it was just it was one early conversation um yeah, yeah. brilliant awesome yeah, so the busy oh, dad was, 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 was burst out of a kind of moment of um, marital compromise. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I like it. Love it. So I'm thinking about your, your powerlifting days. I mean, obviously, you became quite accomplished going by the, mm. the, the statistics you just mentioned there. So what's, what, what's the difference with regards to how you feel like when you were at the peak of your powerlifting powers and how you feel now having sort of sh- went away the other side of it, like the, the spectrum where you're just focusing completely on body weight? How do you describe like how you physically feel at this point? What's the difference between the two? Yeah, that's such a great question. Um, so I've never known exhaustion like I, I discovered from powerlifting. Like... After a big squat or deadlift session, I would just be walking around in a daze, like, <laughs> like just trying That's to kind of, yeah, and just like x-ray vision looking for the nearest food source so I could just consume. I remember the day, the day um, squat PR, I, I stumbled home and consumed an entire cheesecake followed by a burrito with my wife as a kind of starter for the evening. Um, so <laughs> I've never known hunger like it and I've never known um, exhaustion like it. I've also never known, I don't think, and um, satisfaction. I remember when I hit all the trainings moving towards this one-off lift, hitting that lift, I remember just like glowing. But I was, uh, energy-wise, yeah, I, was, I felt pretty heavy. And I mean, I was deliberately eating a lot of calories, so maybe that played into it. Um, yeah. Whereas this kind of training, it, never, it doesn't tax my system in the same kind of way. I feel light on my feet. I don't feel like I need to eat enjoy doing these sessions and not eating for a couple of hours afterwards um and in general i just feel feel very energetic and uh, um yeah i feel able-bodied i feel light on my feet humble agile a totally different feeling it was basically i was i felt like heavy and leaden and plodding i was strong but slow now i feel kind of vigorous and energized yeah, yeah. Nice. That, I mean the reason I so, sorry. Oh, is this gonna ask the reason you? I asked was because oh sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> no, the reason I asked was because I worked at a powerlifting meet years ago and uh, it was full of like all these old guys who looked like Jimmy Savile. And uh, they just couldn't move. 
the only way they could move was to get up and bench and squat and deadlift. Yeah, yeah. They just spent the, the the whole the whole like meet just sitting in chairs looking like utter shit. Yeah, yeah I've got to say the like, they were dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And often, I mean, the, the, traditionally, powerlifters have pretty awful diets, um, and in general, they're just um, you know unbelievably strong and dedicated bunch. But the um, mm. physique isn't much of an advertisement for the sport. Um, yeah. <laughs> And um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I think um, by, by the end of my powerlifting time, because I was using a mixed grip for my deadlift, like there were serious muscular imbalances. Like my back was off, I couldn't walk that well. Yeah, it's, it's, um, wow. I, I'll never be going back to it, that's for sure. I loved it, I learned a lot about programming and about intensity um, and the mental game, but um, from a physical point of view, not for me. Wow. That's interesting. That's a yeah, great question, Lee. Um, with your so with where you're at now, it was really interesting and great to hear uh, the explanations with the Q and A stuff that you do, Max, um, mm. around the why 80 minutes, what you're doing for your back, um, or how you train and incorporate that that aspect into your training. Because I guess a lot of people in this community they do, um, and it's been positive, overwhelmingly positive. But I guess some people that don't maybe don't understand and maybe you you could shed a little bit of light on this because I felt like you did as I listened to those Q&As. I think there seems to be maybe, and I'd be interested to hear yours as well, Lee, both your guys' thoughts on this. Um, Do you think that perhaps there's maybe a misconception that all we're doing is burpees is very anterior front focused, which is a lot of uh, thoughts from people even when I speak to them. So why are you doing so many? Do you think there's this misperception that they think that's all we're doing? Because listening to you, Busy Dad, obviously there's the pull-up section and stuff that you do every morning. You go to your bathroom, you've got the pull-up bar. And, and I would imagine for yourself, Lee, and I've seen in your sessions anyway, Lee, you've got the dips, you've got the pull-ups, you've got the kettlebell swings. There's a whole bunch of other stuff. So what are your guys' thoughts on that? Um, and we'll start with yourself, Max, with regards to your thoughts on this, mis- maybe this misconception that it seems to me that some people have about it. So I think you mentioned two things. One is this perception that all we're doing is burpees, and then the other is this. Um, I just have this purely anterior focus, um, mm. and I think um, I think there is some truth in that in that belief that it's an anterior focus movement. I think, but where we're talking about the, the key focus of the movement, but mm. I do think that yeah. the back and the posterior chain get activated. Um, yeah. Like I said, it's, it's, it, I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts, but. Whenever I do Navy SEALs and not done them for a while, I feel it in my lats. For sure. You feel that <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. The serratus, the lats. And I think that, like, in the beginning, that you're getting some hamstring activation. Like, you know, when, I don't know why it is, but my hamstrings are like. Um, so I, I do think that it's a misperception to think that the burpees do nothing for the, for the back, back of the body. Mm. Though I think it's probably true. That um, you know, the real massive gains for um, your yeah. shoulder and your chest. Um, then as for the thing about, I mean, I know that Lee has a really well approach where you know, you're doing the pull up, pushing ups, the, the kettlebell swings. Um, I'm not. I, I don't have that you could call well integrated. Like I said, I do my ten dead hang pull ups every morning of the year without fail. Mm. Um, but that's it. I'm doing that isn't either a burpee or a move directly ancillary to a burpee like squat or a yeah. mountain climber. Um, and, and I'm just, you know, I'm, 
I'm just happy to admit that um, that sounds like a, a pretty imbalanced training approach um, because there is an overwhelming bias towards burpees in what I'm doing. Mm. What I can say is I started this program thinking I could work pull-ups into the main 80 minutes, but I really want to I w- I cultivate excellence in these two movements, one for the minimalist. Um, and then I thought I'll do these 10 therapeutic pull-ups every morning and if I encounter some problems along the way, yeah. my fixes. And yeah. if I do that, I just yeah. haven't. Um, I really haven't awesome. found that there's been any kind of, yeah, any problem with imbalance, back strength. So, um, so that's where I'm at. That's great. Awesome. Thanks, Max. What about yourself, Lee? But- oh, do you know what? Sometimes I think that we, like, tra- training is always seen through the lens of aesthetics. Mm-hmm. And when people talk about, like, imbalances, what they're saying to me or in my head is my chest is going to get really big, but my back's not really going to look that developed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. But you and- know what? Buppies aren't going to make you look like Dorian Yates. They're, they're <laughs> not going to turn you into, like, some roided bodybuilder. That's not why we do burpees. Yeah. But burpees are the ultimate physique definer. In my opinion, since I've started, so a perfectly executed six count burpee is going to hit your whole body. You start with a hinge, okay? So you're going to extend the hips backwards and you're going to hit your hamstrings hard, right? You're no deadlifting 200 kilos or anything like that, but it's just repeated effort, which is going to provide some stimulus to that Mm -hmm. body area. You're also going to hit a squat when you come up. So your lower body's getting a, a brutal workout. In fact, I would say it's the coming up motion, which is the most uh, brutal of the burpee. That's the one that takes the lungs away because you know when you're doing six counts and one pumps, the pushing up becomes really easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when you've, you're doing things like Navy SEALs and you're getting that condensed training volume in the pushing aspect that one pumps, they're easy. It's more the getting up. So your legs are getting a good workout. <coughs> Anecdotally, or like for me personally, my traps have exploded like beyond belief mm-hmm. since I've been doing burpees. I don't know why. I don't know. I, I don't know what I'm doing for that to happen, but I know that it's happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ice seal. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, ice, possibly. The thing is that when you're pulling the knee up to the chest in the mountain climber fight, you're forcing yourself to kind of round. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you trap activation. Yeah, well, we were saying that last night. When, like, when you do a navy seal, I mean, you're do, right, okay. So you do a th- uh, a three three pump or twelve count or whatever. Where you've got three press ups in the burpee motion. That's not the same as a navy seal. The, the bringing the knees up extends yeah. that range of motion, and it just takes that burpee to like some painful level, which is just. I mean, <laughs> like oh. like you obviously know, Max, when you're torturing people with these. <laughs> Weddings, you know what you're doing. You know that you're not getting them doing eight count bodybuilders. Oh, no, no, none of that. Because you don't want them like you don't want them disrespecting the burpees. So you think, yeah, I'm just going to hit them with a navy seal. Yeah, exactly. They'll exactly. respect this shit. Well, I know I'm giving so, them, handing them the most powerful move, bodyweight movement. <laughs> you're helping that? them. Yeah, absolutely. But you know when you bring it up, that. There's that sort of scapula kicking yeah. in, and yeah. you're just hitting mm. your traps really hard. But at the same time, when I talk about it, like from a physique perspective, 
you're torturing body fat. I don't care what anybody says. You get people to talk about diet. Oh, it's diet. Oh, listen, fucking day 100 Navy Seals a day, man, and you're going to be stripping body fat like nobody knows. Yeah, you're going you know to. I mean, I think we, I think we had. There's too much science in these sort of like yeah, debates yeah. and so forth. There's no that. Like, I think anecdotal experience accounts for a lot yeah. in this sphere because everybody reacts differently to exercises and so forth. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And when we're on, so we're staying at the anecdotal level. What I can promise that will happen to other people, but my body just morphed in front of me. I couldn't believe what was happening. Like I've never looked. Uh, never close, never had a six pack, never looked this way. And like, I just, yeah, like three months in, looking at me like, who the hell is this? I think mm-hmm. they're just magic, those things. They're, the, they're just the best. It's awesome. funny you say that because, I, like, me personally, I had a very, very similar experience. And like, this goes back to the guy, one of the guys that influenced me, the guy for like, the T Nation forums, the Punisher. It was his approach to nutrition, which was just eat to fuel your performance. Like, it wasn't really giving you any direct sort of advice on what you had to eat, but it was saying you need to fuel the training. You need to fuel mm-hmm. it hard. And that's what I did initially when I started Burpees. I was eating a lot of clean foods, but I was still eating a bit of shit. I like a, a KFC now and again and so forth. The fact Empire I like quite a good... Empire Biscuits, mate, get it right. <laughs> Empire Biscuits. Empire Biscuits. But I was eating a lot of, like, dirty sort of food, whatever you want to call it, but I was still torching body fat. Mm. I, I, it was just, it was a very profound experience. Yeah. And, and then I, I love that you mentioned that because I was going to come to you, Max, when you talk about, because you were being consistent, you're still maintaining that consistency, and that's another aspect that I love. If you could speak to as well, Max, about your thoughts uh, around because I, I know you're a massive advocate and obviously the proof is in the pudding with the consistency that you do if you could speak to that as well so I think to Lee's point yeah we can still eat you know a bit of what people might call crap food but the consistency Max if you wouldn't mind speaking about that that would be great and we're talking about training consistency here or, or diet consistency yeah training consistency. Yeah, both I, I think both yeah well, from your side so on yes yeah, so as I told you like when I came out of this conversation, my wife and I, I didn't. Um, it was it was more about like um, what I said it is that the the eighty minute window has has been so powerful for consistency for me. Because, as I said in the recent video, when, when the chips are down and everything's falling apart around, this is not anything. I've never had a week where I'm so under the bus that I couldn't find eighty minutes. Um, and then when like baby's sleeping well and there's lots of energy I'm dying to train um, I've got to restrict myself to 80 minutes and that's keeping me so hungry <laughs> and so I'm either going into a session super hungry and I'm performing to a very high level because I want to be doing 100 minutes in, in that session I'm only doing yeah. or I'm pulling myself up from the ground and somehow managing to get like my 20 minute workout last night that I did after the wedding I found yeah, it's twenty minutes, and so I think that yeah, consistency is everything. I think that um, um, it's about um, if you if you miss if you get to a point with your training and then you miss um, you don't do your filler sessions, the sessions where you're not taking it to the next level, but you're your current level. 
you're going to fall down again and you're going to, mm. whereas if you can just keep going, even in the sessions, I think Lee, you once called when you just feel falling, you can keep putting in those filler sessions. They're going to be like the bridge that help you chain together the something. And so it's about finding a, a workload. You can, you can um, project Staying across the whole year. Yeah. yeah. Awesome, awesome. And and the nutrition side for you, um, Max? Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's something I, 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 I've always experimented with. I mean, since this kind of weight mm. loss, I guess. Nutrition. Um, and, yeah. I, I kind of have an approach now where... Um, uh, I've got my kind of breakfast, lunch, and afternoon snack kind of automated. They're just like locked in. They're just programmed. Yeah. And then at dinner time, we kind of do what we want. Um, well, for me, it's kind of stopped me from getting bored. Um, I try to make the dinners um, cleaner rather than less clean, but we're having a steak or something, or something slightly indulgent. Um, yeah. I think um, if you the, the, basically the more consistency you can build, the easier it is to have um, meals that aren't you know, perfectly healthy. Um, and, and and for me, just kind of lunch, just eating basically the same thing every day, find something you like that you know is good for you um, and stick with it. That's easy Right, okay. Awesome. So that, like, I've got to ask this question because like, maybe it's because, I, I don't know, right? How do you implement that into the family lifestyle? All right. I mean, you've got a little girl, right? Are we aged a little girl? Was it 18 months? 19 she's months? Like 19 and a half now, yeah. 19 and a half months. Right, she's probably not hitting the McDonald's yet, mate, but it's going to happen. Right, it's going to happen, mate. You probably, you probably like things. Um, she's never eaten McDonald's, but it happens, right? So, how would, how do you implement that nutritional uh, consistency in a family life? Mm. Um, well, what we have that's beneficial right now is that she's in, um, she's in childcare for the first couple of hours of the day, um, which is great because when I was giving her breakfast, I was just bailing on my fasts all the time. I'd be, feed, I'd be trying to feed her this, this oat and she wouldn't have it and so I'd have some to demo and then the fast is over. Um, now that she's in, she's, she's gone to 11, so I'm, I'm in. And then um, I tend to eat what I eat for the first meal of the day when she's sleeping. Um, uh, yeah, and then lunch we do together. Chickpeas and, and the grains. She, she, she's, she digs it. Um, nice. Um, and then as I said, where, where the kind of food we're cooking is very, you know, the kind of thing that you'd expect a 19 month old to be eating. Um, so does your wife buy into like your nutritional strategy as well? She, she's rather, <laughs> she thinks this whole... This is what I was really asking me. This is what I was really asking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. That's, you should have just come straight to I know. <laughs> no, no, no. She, she does everything in her power to, um, to... Uh, uh, coming from the past. Uh, no, she, she, yeah, she hates it. She, she thinks it's really annoying. I, I've always got a new nutritional. <laughs> I'm running about. about. Um, she just wants to eat normal food, um, do a bit of baking, <laughs> have a steak in the evening. So <laughs> and um, she, she, she puts up with it, but, but it, she finds it very exasperating. Very understanding <laughs> wife. <laughs> And what about yours, Lee? <laughs> oh, don't ask, don't ask. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I, I've gave <laughs> up. I've gave up. I, I just eat like crap most of the time now. I, I, I use the boppies just to burn it all off, basically. <laughs> to burn off those Empire biscuits. Right, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is usually good, but Thursday, right, Friday, right. Saturday, Sunday is just a disaster. So. Hey, hey, Max, what's your eating window? Because you're doing the you intermittent fast, right? Yeah, what's what's your window? When do you start? How long is your window for? It tends to be a 16-8 breakdown. Seven. I always train fast. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Awesome, awesome. And so... Your advice, mate, tips that you would want to, what have been or what would be, say, your three top tips that you would look to share with anybody within this community, or no, let's say particularly those that might be just starting out um, on, on their journey in relation to high rep burpees or a minimalist approach in, in terms of looking to come on board, specifically the Busy Dad program. Yeah. What would be your three top tips that you would want people to hopefully um, hear and look to try to apply when coming into the Busy Dad program? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that, um, that, that there's one... Um, there are others that are, that, that are less fundamental, but the, it's about the way you think about training. Um, I, I think that a lot of people need a fundamental shift in their perspective on training. Because I think a lot of people think of training as a chore. It's like, a, it's like one of mm-hmm. the dishes. It's something that has to get done every day. Okay. Um, who washes the dishes every day? Okay, so then training is a chore and you're a conscientious type of person, that's great, you're going to train. But what if you're thinking of training conscientious type. I'm not a conscientious mm. type. I can't all the time. Well, then you're stuck because, like, by the way, not training in such a way that you're setting yourself up to failure. Okay, so what, what do you do? You can try and turn yourself into a more conscientious person, but that doesn't really work. People can't really shift their fundamental personality type. So you mm. need to find a way of thinking about training um, where you're playing to not denying the kind of person. So how do you mm-hmm. shift? Stop thinking about training as a chore. Start thinking about training as a project. Okay, a project is like... Nice. Everyone wants to build a house. Everyone knows how good it feels to build a house. It doesn't feel that good to wash the dishes. It's just the thing that got done. <laughs> you feel unbelievable satisfaction looking over what you've created. Okay, and if that's what you're doing, if you train, it's part of a personal project where you're building something. Um, you're going to be motivated regardless of whether you're... The reason I say training isn't that I'm a conscientious type. It's because engaged in a project. And the way that you think about training as a project is by giving yourself goals. There is no training progress for me, at least, without goals. Um, so rather than thinking, you know, 10 minutes a day, I'm going to do my chores. I'm going to do burpees for a while. Get it out of the way. Get it done like, like the dishes. Think, set yourself a goal. I want to be able to build up to being able to do And for 10 minutes a day, I'm going to do something towards my goal. And And if that's how you think about it, um, training will take on a significance. So my main advice is stop thinking of training as a chore. Start thinking of training as a project. Beautiful, man. I love Uh, that. Excellent, excellent. 
Listen, I, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. Yeah. Uh, I think that the Burpee sort of journey is littered with goals, especially time goals and numbers. Yeah. We always look to get the high reps, so we always look to get under that time. Whereas when I was training like bodybuilding for aesthetics, there was no goals because yeah. your goal is to look a certain way and that changes on a daily basis. That's so it's, it's like you never felt satisfied. You never felt you were going anywhere. You were just spinning your wheels. There was this. It was like playing one of these daft, stupid computer games where you level up and you think, "Great, I'm at level 16." But then there's level 17, and then there's level 18, and it, it just goes on and on. And what it is is just a daft dopamine mechanism that yeah. means absolutely hee haw in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> so I like that sort of uh, like what Max was saying there, where you turn it into a project. I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. I don't have like I, I can, I can take elements from what he said. Me personally, I train f- to get me time for an hour because my yeah. day is so hectic that I need that time to withdraw and just not think of anything. So it's like has meditative qualities. Mm. But yeah. since I started doing the burpees, uh, there definitely has been elements of that project mindset where I'm trying to defeat numbers. And I've actually had to implement some of uh, Maxi's principles oh. into my training to try and get to those goals. Mm-hmm. Where I was Absolutely. like, I was just using brute force to get there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I alluded to this on a video a while ago, but I had a really, really dodgy burpee session. You know how like you have those days where you do burpees and you're just not feeling that in it. Yeah. Like you did a thousand the day before, then you do two hundred two days later, and that's even worse. <laughs> and you're thinking, what the fuck's happened? What's going on here? And like Max just popped in my head, and I thought, I'm just going to have to do what he says. I'm going to have to start like breaking down my times and trying to like reduce the amount of time I'm doing but increase the workload that I do in that time hmm. I think that was a very a profound principle that I sort of started to use myself and I've I seen great results from it That's however brilliant. that kind of leads me into a question and this is something that I've always wanted to ask Max and, I, and, I, and I'm, I'm sure he'll know he'll, he'll, he'll know what I'm talking about here and it's the busy dad system and I like there's uh, I I've got a rough idea what your system entails, but there's also a part of me that thinks there's been like you've been so excited to get it out there that there's there's the structure hasn't been as clear as it should be. Right. And we, and we've been taking snippets from your videos and trying to build up the structure in our heads. Mm-hmm. But you've not actually laid it out in a, a, a like a sort of a systematic like sort of process yeah. and so forth yeah. that we can we know exactly what the busy dad system is. So how like for example, you tell me a week for the busy dad training program. Great, great. Thank you, Lee. So there's a. F- are you familiar with the four tiered level system? Maybe I'll get down briefly. Yeah, please, please do. So we have four levels within the program. It's a bit like belts within the martial arts system. Mm-hmm. To each level, it's like performing these two what I call landmark workouts. One is a 20-minute Navy SEAL workout, and the other is a 20-minute six-count workout. Okay, and 
you unlock a level of the busy lab program by performing um, those one is split into four subfolds. Now, one A is just the buy-in. If you can do one six count in 20 minutes and one maybe seal in 20 minutes, you're at level one A. Once you hit the first benchmark in the program, it's 56 counts in 20 minutes and 20 Navy SEALs, then you're at 1B. When you can progress to 106 counts in 20 minutes and 40 Navy SEALs, you're at 1C. 150 Navy six counts in uh, 20 minutes and 60 Navy SEALs, you're at level 1C. And you move up to level 2, which is uh, six counts and 80 Navy SEALs. That was the big landmark, landmark when I came. I remember 200 six in 20 minutes, that's what I meant. So that's level two. Level three is 256 counts in 20 minutes and 100 Navy SEALs in 20 minutes. Level four, 275 six counts in 20 minutes and 120 Navy SEALs. And then there's graduation. The program doesn't go on forever, it does have an end. And the program ends, you complete it, when in, one, in the same week, you can perform 150 Navy SEALs in 20 minutes, 126 counts in 20 minutes. Okay, so awesome. that's the, the structure of the system. And basically what will happen is in your first week, you perform just two testing workouts. You see how many six counts you can do in 20 minutes. You see how many minutes. And on that basis, you assign yourself a level within the program. And then the program just gives you your mission. So if you test it, mission is... Unlock level three. The program doesn't, it's up to you. But you've got 80 minutes a week to try and advance towards that goal. It's your project. Is to get yourself from a fitness level where you can do 206 counts to a fitness level where you can do 250. Fitness level from where you can do 80 to fitness level to where you can do And that might take, <coughs> it might take a year. Okay. And it's up to you to program every week. Um, to edge closer. And the idea is that when training is going well, in a given week, like you, you're really happy if you were able to put maybe one or two reps onto your peer. Okay, so, so what I will do, I'll break down my 80 minutes into a 20-minute session Monday and Tuesday, rest day Wednesday, Thursday 20-minute, rest day Friday, Saturday, train again, Sunday rest. And I, I divide it in my head, the Monday and Tuesday workouts are the kind of laboratory workouts where I'm testing things out. And then the Thursday and Saturday workouts, which I'm going into after rest, they're the PR days. They're the days when I'm trying to... So that at the end of the again. week, I can recalibrate new training goals from a new baseline, and I just keep advancing towards that, that training goal. Um, but, so but Max, do you, do you not think, like... See, I, I know you've got your testing days and so forth, but would it not be, like... Would it not be good for you to give planned sessions to reach those actual goals for example like you say right you do a testing day and then you've got this sort of tier or goal that you need to reach and you can do whatever you want in those 80 minutes but you don't think some people would need that sort of helping hand to get there for example yeah. you say like you need to do like 106 counts sets of 25 30 seconds rest in between reducing rest times over periods of time to get there you know, like, like Jim Wendler's 531, you've got that system and it's just taking you there eventually to your numbers yeah. and so forth. Like, yeah. Do you not think you're missing a trick there with that? With, like, just no, what I'm trying to getting that more specific? Sorry. 
Right, yeah, no, so I guess the reason it felt so yeah, level four, the 120 Navy Seals was like a big day. Part of what made it feel so good was the feeling that I got that mess up. No one told me that I did it. Um, I thought yeah. I had to and I wanted, figured it out, right? I want to give people that empowerment. I want to educate them. Yeah. I'll, I want to help them understand my training principles, <laughs> putting other workouts out, like the decomposition workouts and others. I think. But I kind of, I guess with the, like it's there, and that they can take real ownership. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I see that, but then I think, Max, you're doing a PhD in philosophy, mate, and you hit the big numbers in powerlifting. No, everybody's right. that smart, you know. They, they they need that helping hand to get there. So, I mean, I mean, personally, think like that's where you're probably missing a wee trick where you could start okay. to really fine tune that program yeah. and provide those sessions that are really going to get you there. Well, one thing I, I yeah, I, there is is um, all good. Um, Followers, it fills me with such joy, and we stay in touch yeah. through the YouTube channel. And I'm always happy. To yeah, I love seeing all comments. At least right now, while the channel's yeah. full, so like, please feel free to check in with me. And I'm all. But Joe, sorry, you were going to yeah. say. No, uh, yeah, I was just going to say I I really like uh, both points. I love the fact. With regards, and, and thank you for explaining that, Max, with regards to the programming. I, I actually, personally, I, I have enjoyed um, just trying to figure it out on my own. You know, that landmark with the 320 minutes, as an example for me, I was like, bloody hell, I need to, I need to do this. And Okay, I need to do some more running. So I, I chucked in some more running, even though my Achilles were killing. And then I, um, you know, just having that, I guess that empowerment, as you spoke about, Max, I, I connected with because I, um, I'm probably not somebody that personally that would, if you gave me a program that I'll go, yeah, I'll stick exactly to that program. Uh, there will be days where, where I won't and stuff, life will happen. But I, I really appreciated from my perspective of how you've just explained that and having the autonomy myself. So now the responsibility is on me. Here's a plan. Here's a landmark and, and that goal. So... That, that I really liked. I love Lee's comments, though, about, you're right, there are people that that would probably appreciate um, maybe a bit more structure that would follow that. Maybe they're just more conscientious <laughs> than, than myself. But um, I think there's, like Lee said, and I think what where, I'm, where Lee's coming from, which I support, is that there's probably an opportunity there for you, Max, if you were interested in, in doing that, in addition to, you know, you're happy to give advice, but I think it might also, if you had the time in your schedule to create that uh, that specific program, I think there would be a lot of a lot of buy-in from people because you're having such a great effect. Rob um, from Triple B, he's he's been following your stuff for a while. He's seen great results. Um, there's so many people within this community, myself, seeing your stuff and then trying to follow those. Uh, well, probably just seeing the landmarks and thinking those are incredible. I want to try and hit those but I need to try to figure some of the stuff out. But I love that, yeah, there are people that would benefit, like Leah said, from, from probably a little bit more. So maybe I think yeah. it could be something else for you to, to, to add to your toolbox, maybe, if you were interested in doing that and uh, you get some people that will buy into it. I think, I think what Lee's talking about, though, is <coughs> he wants you to give him a program. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah, he wants pr- a clear much. blueprint. 
why like I, what i really like about that is why you've methodically chosen the six count and the navy seal yeah. and you've completely omitted every other style of bur- yeah. like burpee i'm a big fan of like multi-pumps uh, I like Navy Seals I don't like 8 count bodybuilders They don't feel natural to me <laughs> uh, They don't I just don't like them opening my legs like that for some reason I'm just worried in case something's going to fly out Or something like that They're not really gym friendly yeah. Joe can get away with them in his back garden but Yeah yeah <laughs> When you're at yeah. a gym in Glasgow You don't want to be <laughs> Parting the, the Red Sea like that You know but yeah, I, I, I think I think it was very the one thing that, that I really thought was a great point was how you methodically chose these two moves as mm. a bang for your buck, boppy, and and the same. And I can see roots from your powerlifting uh, background in the sense that they just use the three big lifts, yeah. compound lifts that just get the job done. It seems yeah. to have that influence in your program and your Absolutely. selection of these boppies. Yeah, yeah. I got in the, in the early days when I first saw Iron Wolf. You know, I tried I tried everything out, um, but I just I, I think that um, these two really are the sacred movements. I mean, they're all great, but the, these two these two movements that um, just blow me away with how powerful they are. And I really think they're all mm-hmm. unique. Mm-hmm. Maybe I could just briefly talk about why I think it's such a powerful combination. Please do. Yeah. I mean, basically, I think that the Navy SEAL is unmatched for building upper body strength and muscle. In, in, yeah, in, in, yeah, absolutely. But like putting the Navy SEAL right. with three pump, it's just there's just no competition. There's stuff, mm. magic happens when you bring the knee to the chest. Absolutely. Um, so strength and core strength, like man, my core is melted by Navy SEAL sessions. There's nothing better than Navy SEAL. Um, but of course, um, if you look at like push-up to burpee ratio, so actually you're doing three push-ups for every rep, which means that the legs are kind of idle for a big part of the movement. I mean, they're coming to your chest, but they're not getting activation. So yeah. for building, building strength in the legs, um, they're not the best. It's not. If, 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 if they activated the legs, they would be all I do, like if they activated the legs more. Then you come back to the one pumps and the six counts, um, where it's a one-to-one ratio of push-up to burpee for every pump. Um, and, and as Lee said, that m- movement when you come out of the burpee is just so fatiguing for your legs. Um, so for building the legs as well as cardiovascular capacity, it's, for me it was a contest between the one pump and the six count. But count, and aside from the fact that it makes it even more taxing for the cardiovascular system, it also forces you to keep your technique. Um, and so for me, you've got cardiovascular fitness covered. Like, like, I, like, I never had cardio fitness before I started this program. When I started, I was 70. Right now it's at 45. Okay. Well. That's six counts. Um, and for the mental game as well, there's nothing like a six count. And then for the upper body strength, you've got Navy SEALs. And then it's like, I don't see that I've got any bases that aren't covered. Um, and so I don't see that. that is great. I just don't think any of them are as good as these two sacred movements. Awesome. Great explanation, man. That's, yeah. Thanks very much for that, Max. No, I mean, I, I, when I seen you mention that in one of your videos, 
from the next day on, that's what I started focusing on primarily was my six counts and uh, my Navy oh. Seals because it just made so much sense to me. Uh, and like, you know yourself, I mean, I put up a video a while ago, I think I got, a, it was like a five minute time for the 100 puppies and I had mm. just done 100 Navy Seals prior to that. So, you know yourself, six counts after Navy Seals is like flying on a magic carpet. <laughs> you know, you feel like Sinbad, you're just kind of... <laughs> you're just rattling them out. It's actually, it's, it's, it was like burpee steroids prior to getting that six pump, or the one pump, sorry. Um, yeah, yeah I, I enjoy these. I, I, I do... Um, um, and it's not regular, but when I'm combining the two movements within a single workout, and you're right, um, it's a, it's a really pleasant sensation to move between those two burpees, especially from Navy Seals to six counts. Yeah, yeah. six counts. Yeah, not so pleasant the other way around. Six counts <laughs> to Navy Seals. <laughs> hey, um, Max, where? How can people? Uh, connect with you. We know you got the Busy Dad YouTube channel, but you, you said you're on Instagram, or you're not on Instagram. No, I'm not for now. Um, this is as much social media as I can handle. Um, right. I, yeah. Prior to the channel, I've, I've been off social media for ten years or something. Um, maybe in the future there will be an Instagram account. I recently suggested that the the wedding footage uh, would be would be well suited to TikTok. So who knows? Maybe, maybe <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. That's a great point. He recommended a busy dad only fans, but I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's something I think it's Yeah. So for now, yeah, I'm not sure what an academic hiring. Um, for now, um, busy dad training is the YouTube. channel on YouTube. Uh, that's the best way to find it. Busy dad training. All right, awesome, man. And um, can you just so your study? How far into are you studying, or your Oh, you are a professor, you're teaching. What's the... Um, so the, the, the setup in most American graduate schools is um, you you come over and you get this graduate level education with these um, eminent professors. That's what you, you do in return is you teach the undergraduates. Um, and so, and that's also right. on your bread. So I'm, for my time, I'm, I'm doing my own PhD research, the other half. Um, and my wife does the same thing. Uh, so my wife is about, Six months off completion. I'll be um, graduating the program um, in the next year, two years. Um, is, awesome, man. Yeah. Awesome, yeah. both of you. And how long have you been over there? So when did you move to America? So, so Claudie, my wife, moved in 2013. Um, and I visited right. the department in 2015. Um, she was my tour guide. Um, we'd never met before. Um, and I, I decided that I should move to San Diego marry Claudie and have children with her. And so that's what I did. Um, so I, I, I moved in 2015. Um, and so I've been there, been there for seven years now. <laughs> Love it. Uh, awesome, awesome. You had a smirk on your face, Lee. It's like just you were the way, it was so quintessentially English, the way you went, I decided I was going to marry Claudia and have a child with her. <laughs> Lucky Claudia. Yeah, so that's what I did. <laughs> that's why I did. I just swanned over to San Diego. And <laughs> awesome, man. Far out. I've, um, I'm just trying to think. I've, have you got some other questions that you got right now, Lee, uh, that I you want to ask? Do you know what? Like, I have actually. I just want to know yeah. 
who is catching uh, the busy dad's eye on YouTube right now with Buppy Protection Practitioners are Great question. Catching the eye of the busy dad. Yeah, the, the, the far-seeing eye of the busy dad. Um, well, obviously, um, really, that's not just me being obsequious. Yeah, kind of, I was so just knocked out. And um, really, like, everything you do. Um, but the um, 46 one pumps was just yeah. admirable. Um, insane. I love, I love, I have a... He's bandit. He's been very supportive of my channel from from the beginning. Um, mm. He's a very witty guy. He um, he once hypothesised that I'm um, a wedding crasher. That's what I do by trade. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a great. That'd be a great channel. Boobies, <laughs> and he you know, he's, he really impressed me with what he did through the the, the October challenge that he kind of set himself. Um, he didn't miss a day, and then just randomly towards the end did two thousand burpees in a day for no obvious. <laughs> um, I've got a lot of respect for that, um, and he's also um, just just on the brink of unlocking programs. I'm really honoured that he's been doing that. Um, Triple B really blew me away during um, mm. in July. I, I first saw him just putting it. Okay. Um, that, that that just absolutely stunned me, um, and he's still just yeah. on the consistency. Um, yeah. I mean, and then and then and then there were the the, the gods. There's like beginner, intermediate, advanced, and then godlet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the day, um, um, so we've got to put Burpee Zikram up there. I mean, yeah, that guy's insane, man. Yeah. He is like he's like I, I would love to get him on this show. I don't know how difficult it yeah, would be, yeah, but he is like I've never seen anything like that in my life. He's he's yeah. my favorite, not my favorite, but I think he's probably the best I've ever seen. Yeah, he's the best I've ever seen. A close second is yeah. James Bruce. I mean, he's unbelievable. Yeah. Like, the form is just clinical, and um, the, the just seeing him complete 500 reps at that point, it, it drew a comment from Iron Wolf. Um, I mean, it was just unbelievable. Um, yeah. And um, Irv Tony is his name? I Tone believe. Of. Yeah, Tone Irv. Yeah, Tone. So, Tone Irv, so, yeah. Yeah, he seems like an amazing guy, and also just an, another one where I get a form tutorial every time I see beautiful form, um, and it's it doesn't seem to even hurt him that much. He just passes through. So, <laughs> for those three guys, I'm so, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm really, I'm so grateful that because I was, you know, my ego was getting to me a little bit when I was six counts in twenty minutes. There was a brief period where that looked like not many people had done that on YouTube. And then these guys just obliterated. <laughs> I think it's all so difficult to just you know, explode in <laughs> and that you can always aspire to something better. Um, yeah. Um, it's really inspiring. Um, um, yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're the main ones. But I, I, I guess I, I always. Oh, and, and of course, Fitness Fossil, the man's a legend. Um, yeah. I, always, I always look forward to his comments. I always look forward to hearing from Burpees Bandit. Yeah, and, and, then, then, and then I just look on in awe at the, the three burpees gods that I just mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. That was such a great question, Lee. Yeah, thanks so much, mate, for, anyone, for sharing anyone, those. Anyone that you guys are following that I should know about? Oh, do you know oh. what? I'm trying to think. I'll let you go first, Joe, so I can think. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, well, those people that you've just mentioned are pretty much the same. I don't think I've followed Burpees Bandit as as much as what I could have. I'm pretty sure I'm subscri- subscribed to Burpees Bandit, but I don't think I've watched um, as much. Probably the main people that I will look at and watch are both yourselves um, on there. James Brews, I've been really mesmerized recently um, with regards to the stuff that he's been putting out there. Um the Tone Irv, uh, Tone Irv, I think that's uh, Tony, Tone Irv, his stuff's been great. I've really enjoyed seeing the journey of 10 Stretch as well. So um, he's the, the Hall of Gains or Hallway of Gains <laughs> or something like that. <coughs> but um, I've really enjoyed seeing his stuff. Uh, David Witten, obviously, Lee and I spoke about him yesterday. Um, he's just, he's only just started putting himself out there. David Witten from Canada. So um, yeah, that's been great to see. How do you spell this? Uh, yeah, obviously. How do you spell the word? Uh, w W H I double T E N. David. Yeah, is his first name. So um, yeah, obviously the Wolf man. I, I jump over and have a look at his stuff uh, regularly, like your guys' that stuff as well. Um, and Burpees King. I've, I've been enjoying um, looking at those. And then I've got. Like the Derek Towers uh, fitness throstle as well, Elaine uh, Fedick, and there's this other lady, Ma- Martina uh, Lavender or something like that. I can't mm-hmm. remember the name, but these ladies, man, that are just fucking <laughs> machines. Yeah, so there's, there's actually a lot. What I find, and I resonated with Derek when he said this, I find it hard to... Uh, sit and watch all of you know I want to watch the the whole session that that they're doing but it's sometimes a bit hard just because of the time work family day job all that sort of stuff so I find myself having to skip watch and then I'll go back and look at things so I've got no question of anybody's integrity in terms of the reps that they're doing um, because you know at Lee's point he mentioned there's probably that one guy that's sitting there counting every rep and he's going to go nah actually you only did 498 he didn't do 500 <laughs> so so those parts I don't do it for that I just do it in, in awe and uh, really motivated and inspired by your guys work so really appreciate all the stuff that you guys are putting out so that's that's me hopefully that's given you enough time to think <laughs> it? yeah it has actually <laughs> finally the Good. stress is gone <laughs> uh, <coughs> sorry there's like there's a guy that's on my Instagram who I'm trying to get a, like an Instagram live session with him his name is Jaguar Fitness he's a Fitness. yeah he's a young guy from uh, the west coast of uh, America California San Diego I don't know where specifically man but he's a beast I actually looked through his YouTube I just discovered his YouTube video uh, channel the other day and he did a thousand Navy Seals which just blows my mind I think it took him about four or five hours but he's still done it man a thousand yeah, Navy so Seals that's you would need shoulder surgery after that, I think. Uh, there's another guy, Greg Malden. And, fun, and funny enough, uh, True, we've actually yeah. arranged for Greg Malden to come on the podcast, which is... Uh, he's awesome. Oh, he's a, he is an absolute machine. Oh, yeah. and he's an absolute machine. It's, there's something really magic about his form. His six counts, really... I don't know, there's a, a fluidity that... Yeah. The expertise and the way he does his stuff. Uh, I've learned a lot. Do you know what? He's a he's an ex NHL player, I think. So he's he's a professional athlete. So he's just he's just got the genetics. Everything he does is just effortless. Yeah. I think he's a guy. He'll put up these killer workouts that are massive, and then he'll do a, like a two hundred burpee warm down, a cool down, or whatever. <laughs> do you know what I mean? 
but he's a he's a really nice guy. He's really humble as well, which I, I really admire. He doesn't come on really like a lot of like he's not a bragger or anything like. He just he's very straight up guy. He just comes on, just does the damage and leaves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they're definitely two guys that I, I'm definitely keeping an eye on. I've got my eye on another guy who doesn't really focus primarily on burpees, but he does strictly bodyweight training, and his name's Zero Gravity. Zero gravity He's yeah. also coming on as well, but what I like about him is it's his attitude towards fitness and gym culture. It kind of resonates really hard with me. He's Russian, so he's got that sort of Russian honesty about him. <laughs> which I really, really admire. So they're probably the three right now that I'm sort of watching quite a lot, a lot of their stuff. And fortunately nice. for the podcast, we're going to have two of them on quite soon. So yeah, absolutely. He's someone, he's, he's not primarily a burpee practitioner, but he has a real focus on functional fitness. Um, yeah. And that is uh, 50 plus warrior fitness. Have you come across? Oh, oh, that's Jack? right. Yeah. Old Jack. Old Jack. Old Jack. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's I, awesome. I he's just been such a sweetheart supporting my channel from the very beginning. But I, it's pretty inspiring. This guy's 60, 61, I think. Um, yeah. Insanely jacked, insanely strong. We're going to get him. Very humble. Yeah. Um, yeah. A very experienced um, combatives instructor. I, I don't know if you. Yep. He alternates. I've seen his stuff. Yeah. <laughs> terrifying. His, um, his <laughs> demos, if I was showing my parents his demo of the chin jack. Um, which is, um, yeah, this, this, his videos always felt the same. He's, he's got his hands on the chest as if he's, if he's, if he's trying to defuse the situation, and then yeah. suddenly you're dead. And uh, he, he demos the... <laughs> yeah. It's just so incongruous that he's um, such a sweet-natured, <laughs> humble guy, uh, but also yeah. a machine. Um, and also just like a kind of testimony to what consistency is. He's been yeah, absolutely. Um, he's gotten through leukemia, he is in, yeah, just unbelievable. And uh, he's a real inspiration to me, kind of at a more personal level. But uh, he's someone yeah, yeah. to definitely check out. Fifty plus. Uh, what's his channel again? Plus, yeah, fifty plus warrior fitness. Fifty really plus warrior fitness. Yeah, old Jack. Yeah. Strongly recommend him. Definitely, we got to reach out to him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thanks for that. That's awesome, guys. Um, listen, I. Uh, I've really loved this time together with with yourself, Max, and as always with old Lee Hazard. Um, always makes me smile. But uh, you guys, I I, um, I don't have right now. I haven't got anything else to to ask. I'm going to leave it to Lee to see if he's got any final comments or closing remarks, and then uh, we'll probably once again just shout out the Busy Dad Training YouTube channel. Um, we invite all of those, all of our listeners, and those. They're within this community, and maybe if you're not within this community, but you're interested to know more, and you'd like to find out more information, or you'd like to connect with this with this group of people, and particularly with Busy Dad, with Max, we invite you to go to the Busy Dad Training Channel, jump on there. You'll be embraced and welcomed uh, warmly, and there's a whole lot of a uh, whole lot of burpee pain and fun along the way to have once you get there. So. Appreciate you guys' time. Lee, I'll let you uh, wrap up any final words and stuff and then uh, for Max as well if he wants to say anything. I've really enjoyed that and it's been a pleasure to meet Max finally, I think. One of my very early videos, Max was one of the first other guys to comment, which really 
struck a chord with me and it was telling me that he would come up to Scotland and do a collab with me and it kind of made me feel like a YouTuber at that point, you know, and I, <laughs> I get that comment. I was like to my wife, this guy wants to come up to Scotland and do a collab with me. <laughs> my wife's just looking at me like, what the fuck? <laughs> You can wear your kilts in your wee sporting and get up uh, in the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> but fortunately, the stars aligned and I managed to get a, an hour or so in Max's presence. But no, I really enjoyed that. I mean, Max is quite clearly a... a he's, he's clued up with regards to the buppies. Very clued up. Yeah. And made a busy dad system prosper. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, guys. Really an honour to meet you both. Um, you've both been very supportive and I just love sharing this space with you. So thank you. Thank so you very much. Awesome. Everybody, we hope you've enjoyed this Move, Sweat, Suffer podcast. Once again, we've had the busy dad on here, Max Edwards. Great privilege, sir, and honour to have you. Thank you for spending some time with us today. Thank you so much.